we're getting right into it. When people tell you their whole like kink caboodle on, you know, why they're so, this person's screwing me over and that person's doing this to me and this person's doing that. Do you ever believe it? When somebody, when a stranger, not, not like a friend, but when a stranger does that. I always take it with a grain of salt. Big grain of salt. Not that I like automatically don't believe them, but. Not that it's a lie. No, but there is a part of me that's like, this feels like a very specific perspective on what happened. And I would like to hear other perspectives before coming to any conclusions. I feel like we both had so many situations where like, like just met somebody. Not, you know who they are. Like you just met them at a party on a phone call, whatever. Like, hi, my name is Jane. Did you know that three years ago my ex fucked me over and I'm still trying to get my dog back? Yes. Like, no, Jane. Why would I know that about yes. your life? Exactly. Thank you for sharing. What do you want me to do about that? Exactly. I don't I don't know if I believe what we just heard to be not we, skewed. We just got not purely Jane. Jane's random. Jane's a fictional character. Correct. Yeah. We also don't know the person that whose story we were just told, so. I, whatever. But we know the type of person. Oh, for sure. When you do shit like that, I just, come you on. know, in case any of our friends actually listen to this, it's not about you, babe. It's not any of our friends. We, we literally don't, keep those don't people know this around. person. But <laughs> we don't keep those people around. No. We've met a lot of them. Yes. But we don't, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Whenever there's just high drama, I'm like, I'm. I'm going to listen and hear everything that you have to say, and I'm going to wait until I can corroborate it Yeah. to make an opinion. It's just a lot of drama. Does today's film have a lot of drama? I don't know. I've never seen it. I have never seen The Pink Panther either. Well, I've never seen the 1963 original, which is what we're watching today. I, I've seen the Steve Martin Pink Panther, of course. I think I've seen course. the Steve Martin Pink Panther like at a drive-in when I was a kid. That would be an iconic place to see it. I think so. I can't remember. I remember thinking those were funny. I haven't seen them in a long time, but I liked them at the time. I think anything Steve Martin does is funny. He's one of those people. He is funny as hell. Him and Martin Short. Mm-hmm. Uh, Only Murders in the Building is a great show. I still haven't seen it. You would like it if you could get over your aversion to television. What? Me? Anyways, The Pink Panther. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I can't remember his name. Who's the guy... Peter, o not Peter O'Toole. God, I'm an Peter idiot. Sellers. Peter Sellers. Mm -hmm. I love Peter Sellers. One of my favorite movies of all time is Being There. Have you seen Being There? I have not. It's Peter Sellers at his finest. It's like a Hal Ashby movie. But this has got to be probably his most famous movie, right? I would think. Yeah. I mean, Peter Sellers, I feel like if. If you are a person of the know in the film world, like, you know that name. You know him. He's one He's of the best. A prolific filmography. He's really good in Lolita. He's a real good scumbag in Lolita. Yeah. And Strange Love. I always forget he's yeah. in Strange Love, and yet he's the most iconic part of Dr. Strange Love. <laughs> he's in Strange Love. He's, yeah, I mean, he's done a whole bunch of stuff. He's great. And fun to watch. Died young, right? I mean, not that young. But 54. Young uh, by our standards, but, young. you know, yeah. pretty standard for the mid-80s. Anybody that was born before 1945, it's like, yeah, if you die in your 50s and 60s, that feels about right. Really? Yeah. I know people from 1945 they are still alive today, before 1945. 
Marty's uh, still alive. You know, Martin Scorsese's 80 years old. He's about to be 81. Yeah, he's year. about the same age as my grandparents. Yeah. Ish. I can't believe my grandma and Martin Scorsese are the same age. They're from two different planets. <laughs> There's no way they exist. I just don't. I don't think you've really reckoned with the fact that Martin Scorsese is a real person. And not just an, an you idol. You don't have any film oh, idols. Of course I do. Of course I do. Like who? Cher? Yeah, Cher's not a real person. Like if you saw her, you'd be like, be what like, oh, the fuck? What, what are you doing here? There is a level of like movie star or movie icon where you're just like, I can't even fucking handle this right now. Yeah. Like they're just so outside the scope of what you consider reality mm-hmm. that it's like you're just this figure, this, this icon. Idol. Yeah. yeah, very the, fun. Very the cool. pink, the the Pink Panther. Mm-hmm. What is it even about? A bumbling Inspector Clouseau who travels to Rome to catch a notorious jewel thief known as the Phantom before he conducts his most daring heist yet. A princess's priceless diamond with one slight imperfection known as the Pink Panther. So the diamond is the Pink Panther. Yes. And did Blake Edwards create this? Um, yeah, he wrote it with Maurice Richland. Huh. He does a lot. He does that a lot where like, because he did that with The Great Race too. wrote and directed, but he had a writing partner who got main screenplay credit. Do you feel like you could co-write a movie? Yeah. I, you and I are going to co-write a movie, so. I could only really do it with you. That's okay. I'm the only person you need to do it with. <laughs> what are you out here looking for other co-writers? Possessive. I feel like writing is such a <laughs> solitary thing. So it's interesting to me when there's like really good writing, co- like co-writing teams. I think you just find a system that works for you. Yeah. Like in my mind, co-writing is you get together and you just bounce ideas off while one person is actually like doing the physical typing. God, I'm too selfish. I'm too selfish. I want to be the big papa that makes the decisions. I'm trying to get better at that. Yeah, it's it's fun to have other ideas in the room. <laughs> just a thought for you. You like a lot of people. I do. Yeah. Because I always have, I'll have a vision for what I think could happen should happen needs to happen Mm -hmm. and it's always fun to get different perspectives on it because sometimes somebody will come out of nowhere with an idea you would have never thought of that totally changes the context and makes it so much more interesting it's like okay well i absolutely let's do that say you're a showrunner without saying it there you go and this is really where you and i differ the most you are a auteur movie guy to the bone and i always have been always will be of the showrunner variety i'm collaborative as a person i do not believe in the notion do you want to think about all of the things you just said and then try that one more time i'm a collaborative person (laughs) in every way you're not a tyrant you like, that was like, the nicest thing you could have said in response. You <laughs> literally looked at me and go, well, you're not a tyrant. I mean, like, you you do listen to other people, but you have a very specific vision. You do not want a lot of it. How does it feel to know that you're the person I listen to the most? Does that feel good? It, it does. It yeah. feels very good. That's been, this, love being that's your been creative like partner. that for a while, too. Yeah. yeah. I love being your creative partner. We wouldn't be doing this if I didn't. But 
that there is also a moment where I know that I'm the only person you listen to. And I'm like, maybe you should listen to somebody else. Like maybe just like expand the horizon just like a little bit. Just throwing it out there. I know, I know. (laughs) I'm trying to get better at that in 2023, just being a more everybody give us your unsolicited opinions in the comments, please. This is how we're gonna exposure therapy, Blake. About how much of a tyrant I am? No. We're just gonna we're just gonna give you a ton of input. Oh great. I have to listen to people's opinions. Are we drinking vodka? We are drinking vodka. We are drinking a drink called the Pink Panther. Well, imagine that. Oh my gosh, I'm so crazy. You're creative. Uh, vodka, pineapple juice, grenadine, and a maraschino cherry. You like grenadine, don't you? Yeah, in in yeah. reason. Doses. Yeah. Yeah. Reach a point where it's like this is a lot. Pineapple juice and vodka sounds very good. I oh. Love oh, you like it? Juice. Yeah, I love pineapple juice. Who in our friends is uh, allergic to pineapples? Isn't somebody allergic to pineapples? Gab is allergic to pineapple. Crespo? Mm-hmm. Huh. Again, putting people's government names out there. <laughs> it's all these Gen Z chicks that they have their online pseudonyms, whatever. You can look them up. They had Facebook. She Who gives one? just said Gab. <laughs> <sighs> I'll censor um, it. Yeah, we do no, have a friend that's won't. allergic to pineapple. That's what we're drinking. And if this current energy is any kind of prediction, it's going to be a fun one. The alcohol is not going to make us more organized. Vodka will do it quick. We're not going to need a lot. Vodka does it quick for you? Oh, yeah. All right. It doesn't for you? No, no. Are you out here metabolizing vodka? It just tastes like I'm drinking rubbing alcohol and they just kind of get queasy and it passes through. (laughs) On that note, (laughs) let's roll the tape. Yeah, it was it was a one and a half two over here. I I don't even really know where to begin. I'm so bitter. I <laughs> I don't know. I'm in. I've been in a crunchy mood off and on for the last forty eight hours. Mm-hmm. I just looked at a deadline article that it didn't make me mad. It just I you know when you're just so fed up, you just start laughing. Yes. One of those feelings. Mm-hmm. And then I had to watch this what? movie. This movie came out in the 60s, right? Yes, 63. Okay. I have a rule. Anything before 75, I can like rip. <laughs> okay. I rip other stuff post uh-huh. 75. I just don't say it publicly. Yeah, I think the main issue with this movie. <laughs> is that it fucking sucks? <laughs> is that it doesn't know what story it's telling. Like, okay, the. This was the first of the Pink Panther anything. Like, it's not based on anything. This is an original idea. Right. At some point in filming, everyone just loved Peter Sellers' performance so much that they were like, we're going to make this movie about him. Right. But the script was written for it to be about Peter Niven's character. David Niven. Yep, for sure. Yeah. It, the entire thing is shot from his perspective. Like, it's not Peter Sellers' movie at all. 
and it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's kind of like a you ever seen Easy Rider? Yeah, of course. Okay, you know everybody just loves Easy uh-huh. Rider. There's this there's a sect of sixties movies. You know, we hear about the sixties and they're such a big time in America and it's counterculture and it's big for art, blah blah blah. But the fucking films of the sixties are so ass. They Hot are. Take. Okay. They are. They so much of the so many of them suck. I just think it was a very weird time narratively. Because there was no narrative. Yeah. It was all... And and the great race kind of fell victim to this too, where I don't think we talked about it on the episode, but we talked about it while we were watching the movie. It's not... Like, the whole movie is framed like the main character is Tony Curtis, and it's the great Leslie's story. Yeah. But it's not. He, he gets nothing to do. He doesn't really change. Right. All of the development happens with Jack Lemmon's character... And he's the real main character. And so we have the same thing here where it's like you have all of these really interesting perspectives that you could play with, but you are sidelining the people that are supposed to be the focal point. Well, I think also if we're looking at this, like how it operates, the great race versus Pink Panther, Mm -hmm. the great race, you have like movie stars, you have like Bonafide, you have Tony Curtis, you have Jack Lemmon. Yeah, sure. You have Natalie Wood, I would even argue. The, with the Pink Panther, you have Robert Wagner, David Niven, uh, Peter Sellers. Now, I think both of those classes of actors are very, 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 very good, but for wildly different reasons. If oh, you definitely. put movie stars in the Pink Panther, you could get away with a lot more shit because we go to see movies, especially these old stars, just to see stars being stars. But even even if you did put like – movie stars because i think david niven and peter sellers and robert wagner were at this point in time pretty well known yeah but it's it it would be like no it would it wouldn't make up for it no no that's and i'm it, just saying it could get away with more like for a modern i'm just struggling to come up with a, a timely equivalent a modern day equivalent would be like you cast i don't know Should we center the, fucking censor the names no no it, okay you cast <laughs> timothy chalamet as Inspector oh, Clouseau, right, and yeah. like Leonardo DiCaprio as the oh god, David Niven. The Listen, Phantom. the Pink Panthers the do their job, and vodka is not my friend. All right, <laughs> as David Niven's character, and all of the trailers bill it as David Niven's movie featuring Timothy Chalamet. No, fuck, flip that. All the trailers bill it as <laughs> Timothy Chalamet's movie. So you get all of this young audience in and it's really Leonardo DiCaprio's Featuring movie. And you're not Leonardo mad Ryder. about it yeah. because like, okay, it's still a Leonardo DiCaprio movie. But that's not what I was told it was going to be. That is not what I expected it to be. And it's not what I wanted it to be. Well, also, it was supposed to be a, like a jewel. It was supposed to be a heist movie. And it's like it's a sex escapades heist... movie. Yeah. It's about like sex escapades. That's, That's it. what this movie's about. The the actual plot of the diamond doesn't come into play until the last like 30 minutes. Yeah. It's talked about before that, but nothing happens. It's just these very weird interpersonal dynamics between like four main characters Five main characters. It's so but fucking it's odd. Build as a heist movie. I don't know, man. I and then we're drinking this. By the way, you've been killing it with the drinks. 
Thanks, buddy. I really like the Pink Panther drink. It's a good drink, but yeah. vodka is just not. Yeah. Not my friend anymore. She hits a little too heavy for me. That and pineapple juice, well, deadly true. combo. Well, I love pineapple juice, so you that's part of the problem. I just keep drinking. And want I'm some like, of these buffalo almonds? Oh my god, yeah, I would love some buffalo almonds. I'm Wrap gonna violate. Get a, a toasted <laughs> toast. Jacques, what's happening over there? So is that you? Um. Oh, yeah, god. we didn't like this one. No, we didn't like this one. I, didn't I don't like think we've it. seen a single movie yet that I've disliked this much. Yeah, I would think it's well, – I think it's twofold. One, we've seen the Steve Martin one, and that's kind of what we were expecting. Or at least that's what we're primed with, understanding the Pink Panther as. Yeah. Very different movie. Very different. Wildly different movie. Well, also, this movie just doesn't let Peter Sellers be Peter Sellers. Because he's not – he was not written to be the main fucking character. Yeah. The only reason that the whole series ends up centering on him is because he is Peter Sellers and he's fabulous and he does a great job and he mm -hmm. stole the show and everybody's like, okay, we're going to make more movies about him. He's funny. You ever seen The Day Killers or The Lady Killers, whatever that movie is? Um, it so sounds very familiar. Movie from the 50s. Sellers is a little freak in it. It's an Alexander McKendrick movie. It is so goddamn good. The Coen yeah. brothers made a remake of it, weirdly enough. Which is oh, I've have. seen the remake. I, That's why it sounds familiar. You should see the original, bro. I it's will. so good. Sellers is so good in it. It's so great. I love him. And he does do a great job in this. Like, my frustrations with the movie have nothing to do with any of their performances. The performances are good. Yeah, they're fine. I mean, they're not a they're not a knockout, but they no, but they're you know they do the job. They're fun. Yeah, I just it was so structurally unsound that I couldn't get over the rest of it because it's not poorly shot either. It just you could tell that halfway through shooting they were like, actually, we think Peter Sellers is more interesting, so we're gonna focus on him more. But then there's no narrative justification for it. And do you're like, you All ever right. have movies where? I, th I I need a I need to hear your opinion on this. We haven't talked about this in the podcast. <laughs> what do you have a monocle like on? Stroking your beard. Yeah. Okay. Let's get introspective, babe. What do you want to know? Do you have a criteria for like? Have you ever walked out of a movie in a movie theater? You're like, this is so bad. I'm not gonna stay here any longer. Well, you and I. This is a hot, hot goss moment. You're free to disagree with us, but you and I walked out of. Oh, yeah. Should we keep that title in there? Well, yeah. I mean, no no hate to the filmmakers at all. I just... It, the one thing that I cannot handle is body horror. And we got like 20 minutes into that movie and I genuinely thought I was going to throw up. I'm gonna I was like, I got to go. Yeah, because I want to talk about this, but keep it loose. Okay. <laughs> I remember when we were sitting there, I was... Because I, that movie was lauded. Mm -hmm. Everybody that saw that movie loved that movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw we were we were just like I was excited to see it. So I was my too. favorite filmmakers liked it. They were recommending it. Yeah, and I can yeah. normally go for the kind of weird and out there. Yeah. I but I can't do body horror. I just can't. I can even do it if it serves a fucking purpose. That film just I was like, we made it halfway through, didn't we? No, we all, we didn't even make it an hour. I think we literally made it 35 minutes. I've walked out of a few. I've walked out of, 
I once made it through a very, very, very big superhero movie that I'll tell you off air uh, with a bunch of... I may have told you this story before. Which one? You you edit this. You realize that? You can just... I don't. I'll just tell you off air. I, I hate doing the... When I edit this together, it's a bitch to put in the sensor sound effect. So I just, just don't do like it. Just a clappy boy. Oh, I never even saw it because I knew I was going to hate it. Okay, so I saw that uh-huh. with... This film, this podcast is going to be, it sounds like us cursing or something with the censors, but I saw that with a bunch of guys and I remember we were, now that I think about it, I probably walked out in like five movies in my life, but cause I'll, I will go through a movie till the very end, but yeah. Cause usually I need to know how it ends. I think really besides yeah. the one that you and I walked out of, there's only one other. And usually I feel like it's so disrespectful. I, I don't know. I, I, you're going to give me so much shit for what I'm about to say. I feel like there's a level of respect you have to pay towards movies just because I love movies so much that I have a big bandwidth to get through one. I won't skip through. I won't walk out. I won't do anything unless I just can't fucking take it. This one, we literally made it and it was like the final climax fight scene. It was like the climax of the movie. Mm -hmm. And that movie is long. That movie's... Yeah. But isn't the climax like 30 minutes anyway? Yeah, probably. Yeah, so and and I just looked at the guys and we all looked at each other and I, I don't know who's maybe I said it first but I'm like, can we, you guys want to fucking go? And everybody's like, yeah, let's let's leave and we just got up and we left. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta cut your losses. I kind of I would have done that with this movie had we not had this podcast plan. If we were just watching this together for oh, fun. Oh yeah, would have turned it off. Yeah. 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 I I just I totally agree with you. If I'm going to see it in a theater. Mm-hmm. I will stick to it because I paid to be there. Like I've, I've yeah. spent my overpriced <laughs> money on a ticket. Like I, I'm good. I, I will watch it just to say that I saw it. Speaking of which, we should talk about the AMC seat thing because oof, buddy. Why? Yeah, let's do oof, it, buddy. But we'll get there because it is a respect thing and it's a like sunk cost fallacy thing. The only time I'm going to walk out is if I am so – the only other movie – and you can leave this in because I I genuinely love this movie now. It was just this one scene I, like, couldn't – the Suspiria remake. Oh, really? Love that movie. I love that movie, too. It's so good. Fabulous movie. Yeah. The scene with her dancing and the woman that's trapped in the room of mirrors and she's, like, her back is doing all that shit. I know, exactly. I it's almost Mia Goth, isn't it? Yeah, I almost left. Yeah. Because I, I was like, I'm going to throw up. I can't. <laughs> like, I can't watch this anymore. God, that movie's so um, good. But the movie is... And that is exactly what it's supposed to elicit from you in that moment. It did was doing what it was supposed to. The it's women just in a that lot movie. for me. The woman in that movie. Oh, it's a great movie. Oh, my God. I love the ending, too. I. The I, ending is not So good. I'm, I was sitting on a beanbag when I was watching that movie for the first time. And I was just like... Am I high? What the fuck am I watching? <laughs> it's crazy. It's so... I love that one. Dare I say, crazy. Tilda's best performance outside of probably we need to talk about Kevin. Oh, which how do you even compare the two? But Range yeah. for both. AMC. <sighs> AMC. I The only other movie I ever walked out of was at an AMC. I also walked... I walked out of a couple AMCs. I was, I was only the one. I worked at AMC. Was, you did. Yeah, I did. Good. Sold a lot of stuff. Got cards. some money from them. <laughs> Minimum wage. Um, 
Yeah, what the fuck is up with the seat thing? Okay, what do you do you want to lay down? What's for those going of you on? that yeah. have not that are not in the know? Although by movies. this by the time this comes out, hopefully they'll have already reversed it. Do you think they will? Yeah, I think they're gonna get so much shit they're gonna have to. Like the Netflix thing. Yeah, um, but for those of you who don't know, the general premise is that AMC is starting to test in some of their theaters the concept of charging you more for better sight lines from seats so like your center seats are going to be a dollar more the very front row a dollar less and they're and that's how they're like that's the language they're using seriously premium sight line less or whatever less prime sight line whatever the fuck it is and the rage that that has created in me like i i am I don't consider myself an angry person, but I have lines. And when they are just absolutely obliterated, I get a little testy. Okay, go off. Never in my life wanted to take down a corporation more. Go off. How are you going to be, first of all, a fucking monopoly in terms of what theaters are available and what can be seen by the general public? And then also go, and you know what? You poor bitches, you're going to give us $17 and be happy about it. And you're not even going to be comfortable watching the movie. I want to... (sighs) I have a lot, a lot, a lot of thoughts about streaming versus theaters. And I I have a lot of things I'd like to say that I've always waited to bring up on this podcast. Let's get into it. Because it's such a big topic of debate. Welcome to the Pink Panther episode, by the way. So, (laughs) and people wonder why. Look, we can can sit here until we're blue in the face. I can talk for hours on the subject, so so I'm going to try to keep it succinct and within the time frame. Here's my thing, right? Mm -hmm. There's been a big push in the last 10, 15 years as we've gone through like this first real golden age of streaming about the importance of theaters. And like mm-hmm. going to a theater, watching a movie at a theater, all this stuff. That's a, and I agree with all of it. I think theaters to me, obviously, not surprise anybody, they're like churches. They're like mm-hmm. the one place where I cannot feel anxious and I can just relax and I can be present and I can be very invested. It's, it's like I'm going to church. And they're a bastion of the community that you create when you watch a film with other people. Yes, I, I've always had a very personal and an individual relationship with cinema rather than a community relationship, which I know is not the norm. But here's my thing. The record still stands. When people are bashing streaming, go to a theater, go to a theater. Here's, here's the thing. This I've said many times before. It is the one art form that is totally based on the audience. Everything leads back to your audience. Oh, definitely. And if I, as a film student, and as a kid growing up, as we both did in the 2010s and still, you know, kind of getting our education, if I can pay a movie ticket's price for one month of streaming at a service where I can watch, if I wanted to, a movie a day, I usually probably clock like 20 movies to 30 movies a month, mostly yeah, streaming. F- ferocious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd pay the same price for just seeing one movie at a theater? Well, no shit, Sherlock. Of course I'm going to go see a fucking... I get way better education. I'm not seeing just whatever's at the whim of that weekend. Of course people are fucking streaming. 
Yeah. It's it's a no-brainer. I Which and I I personally think that there is space for I space for both. Yeah. I think streaming is very important. I have a lot of issues with the way it's currently being done, but that is my personal opinion. Are you trying to add a specific service? No, I just really I think that there was a missed opportunity and I understand why it was a missed opportunity because it was not going to be as easy for them to financially exploit us doing it this way. I get it, okay? Mm-hmm. But what you couldn't have all just you couldn't have come together. We hit the pandemic and every bitch on the block was like, I'm gonna have my own streaming service and I'm gonna charge twelve dollars for it. And you're gonna pay all of us twelve dollars. Oh beef. Beef with it. Anyway, it's not the point. Um, get a library card, use kayak. Go off, King. The premium eyeline kayak, yeah. Or no canopy. Canopy. Yeah. Kayak is how you get a hotel, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, nice. Okay. Get a library card, use canopy. Canopy. Yeah, the premium eyeline. Wow. Oh, get fucked. Sincerely get fucked. Are you kidding me? I thought when they this news dropped that it was like all seats are going to be different. Like some seats will be below what they usually are and some seats are higher. So they're all the same standard price, which is already expensive. And now yes. the good ones are more expensive. Yes. That is and can you imagine? Up. Can you imagine walking into a not full, but like you saw that it was a 50% sold theater yeah. and all of these center seats are empty? We'll we're just, all moving, babe. Yeah, we're, we're all going to move. We're all moving. That's why it makes no sense because there's no... You think your underpaid, overworked ushers are going to start checking? No. No. It's not going to change not a thing. Not a shot, babe. It's not going to change a thing. It's just so stupid. I hate it so much. And what it really is, at the end of the day, yeah. it is a ploy to get more people on their A-list subscription. Because if you have A-list stubs, you don't have to pay extra for the center seats. So they just want a consistent $26 coming in from everybody every month. And they'll bill it to you like, oh yeah, but you can see a movie a day. Think about all the movies you'll see. How many movies do you see right now? One a month, maybe? Like the average American? You're going to start paying $25 for the privilege of not paying How them an extra dollar? How much does the average American see... A year, I wonder, or a month. A year in theaters, my guess I'm up. would be like seven to ten. If you're of seven a, to ten. If you have a family, it's lower than that because it's it's untenable at this point. It's so expensive. And your options are so limited at the bigger theaters. Yeah. That like I your giant avatars and spider-mans are obviously doing crazy numbers people are going to see those but how many times are they really going to see it um the average american i have in terms of their lifetime i'm definitely gonna get above this over five thousand or around five thousand movies in a lifetime which averages to about seven per month but that's just how many they see that doesn't count streaming i was gonna say nobody we know even nobody we know is going to the theater seven times a month Maybe once a week for our most voracious friends. One out of five people say they never go to the movie theaters anymore. Yeah. 
because wow. at after your online ticketing service fees at 20 bucks a pop babes i could go out get a couple of drinks have myself a nice happy hour and exist in the world for a bit instead i'm gonna go watch the same plot line i've already seen six times with a different shiny outfit i don't think so <laughs> anyway that <laughs> sounded a little more bitter than i meant it to be but <sighs> support your indie theater kids. yes support your if indie theater. you are lucky enough to live near an indie theater yeah go support your indie theater because the indie theaters in chicago are doing fabulous programming you know what we should do what we could end episodes and so this little freak's calling us. Sometimes they will, sometimes they don't. Who knows? Uh-huh. With calling out an independent theater every episode, that'd be very nice. That would be like nice. across the nation. Like go check out this one, then Spokane, Washington. Yeah, go follow them on Instagram. We should do that. Go support your okay. I think we should do that. I would like to support. Look, I I agree with everything you said. I am not anti like Regal Landmark AMC. Also, go. I'm not gonna boycott it, but. No. If I'm going to go to a theater, we always go yeah. to, what theater do you like? <laughs> what independent theater do you like? I have many. Um, yes. But I think we'll start in our own backyard today. One of the best theaters to ever do it. Oh, truly one of the best theaters to ever do it. They do not need our press. They are legend in their own right. An icon, a pillar of the community. Music Box Theater. Music Box Theater. We love them. I would way rather talk about them than the Pink Panther. Love you, babes. Um, Love the Music Box. Love their popcorn. Love. May we just talk about them for a moment? Yeah. Please. Okay. I don't know what the first. If I went back through my letterbox, I could probably check it. But oh my God, we've we've both lived here for roughly, I mean, I know you're a little bit less than me, but like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. That is like a second home. Oh, we're there all the time. (laughs) We're there all the time, but also we've been to a lot of theaters. I'm not going to speak for you. I'm going to ask you what you think too. I would honestly say there is one theater that's number one in my heart, will always be number one in my heart. Maybe we'll talk about the next episode, which you already know what it is. But yeah, of course. Music Box is definitely probably my favorite theater I've ever been to. Just everything they do top to bottom. Yeah, I yeah. also have a theater that is very close to my heart that we'll talk about in another episode. Um, that for a lot of sentimental reasons will always kind of have that top spot. The Glen. <sighs> it is not the Glen. Although the Glen is an independent theater that I believe is still running. Yeah. So we will talk about we'll them talk at about some them. point. But Music um, Box. Music Box is delightful. Everybody that works there is very nice. Mm-hmm. They have fabulous programming. They have incredible popcorn. The programming is They also is have bitchin'. drinks. You got beer. You got wine. They have their lounge. You got a little cocktail. What's often overlooked, too, mm-hmm. is that when the weather's nice, obviously in the summer and the spring yeah, and kind they of fall. Yeah, have their garden. The garden movies are fucking amazing. We saw Empire Records in the yeah. garden. And that was so Had much. Had a drink. I love that movie. I spilled my beer everywhere. I tripped. It was yeah. great. It was great. <laughs> it's... Music Box is like one of the, and there there we'll go over some of the other ones in Chicago too. I'm sure, but it is one of the so key, key places that I think has really made us feel at home. And the community there is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. And to this day, Pink Panther is the worst movie we've talked about in the podcast. The best movie screening I've ever been to, not on the podcast, was at the Music Box Theater. Yeah, and we, I was with you. We naming it. 
Shrek. <laughs> Midnight screening, babies. You think you know what it is because you've been to a Shrek rave. You do not know anything. No, you don't Nothing know Nothing hits like Jack. a Shrek midnight screening with a live body double cast. Dude. Everybody in costume. Everybody I don't even want to go into the... I don't even want to go into what we saw there. But let me just say... It was sacred. It was meant to be seen. It was made not retold. secret. I tell it in mm-hmm. private people. This screening was so insane. And it wasn't... You and I have been a, a fucking million midnight screenings and Gonzo weird movies and you've oh, been yeah. to Rocky Horror Picture Show. But I mean, we've been we've seen a bunch of shit in a bunch of different capacities. Mm-hmm. I have never in my life had an experience like that screening. It was on a whim. We were at a bar. What are we doing tonight? This is playing. Okay, let's go. Even when we got there, totally normal. We got in that fucking theater. And I still remember the moment I stood up to go pee before the movie started and I turned around and I like felt like the wind got knocked out of me. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I've never seen to this day I've never seen so many people watching a movie. It was easily like over 300 350 people. Oh, it was sold out. It was sold full. out. Full mm-hmm. packed. Probably more than that. I mean probably 400 to 500. I feel like there were people standing. There were people standing. Yeah. It was like a celebration of life by the end of that movie. <laughs> People were so – I can talk about this because it's a drunk podcast. Everybody was so fucked up. Oh, yeah. People were people were in the aisles. People were kissing strangers, pulling people out, dancing on the stage in front of, like, the film. It was insane. Accidentally in love started to play, and everybody lost their, their mind. mind. It was great. I love the music box. I love – Go follow the music box on Instagram. Follow the music box. They're doing on fine on their own. They don't need our help, but go follow them anyway because we love they have them really dearly. funny posts. We love them and so much. And you get to see all of their programming. Yeah. And even though you may not live in Chicago and you may not be able to go see the movie at the music box, you should watch what they're programming because they really, their programming team deserves a kiss on the forehead. They're doing incredible work. Of all the theaters I've been to, that has the best programming. It's so much fun. Yeah. They know exactly what their audience is. Love their team. Yeah. So much love. On that note, you want to go talk to a little freak on the phone? Oh, hell yeah. Give me a little freak. (laughs) All right. And to the call. Bonjour. I love the Pink Panther. It is one of my favorite movies. Uh, my favorite part is when they have the conversation about the hamburger. He says, I'd like a hamburger. But he says, like, burger. Very, very, burger. Very much like American accent. I would like a hamburger. <laughs> hamburger. Thank you for listening to Brewies. If you like what you heard, you can subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, feel free to argue with us in the comments of our social media on Instagram at Brewies underscore show. And next week we're watching Victor Victoria. <laughs>